Wake, wake up on Metro FM. <laughs> wake up on Metro FM. This is Black Coffee and Sabrina Claudio with Subconsciously. It is time for personal mastery on this Tuesday morning. That's what we do. We connect on many issues and matters that relate to your life and how to manage some of the things you experience in order for you to ultimately become a better person, whatever version of that you believe it is. Today, we're looking at how to learn and rise from failure. Failure is a part of life. In fact, some people don't believe in the word failure or fail. They want to call it something else. However it is, we often hear people talk about things that went wrong and maybe it was on a path to achieve a goal and then somehow they didn't succeed in whatever and now they've just either given up or feel that something is not really meant for them because they didn't get it maybe the first, second or even third time around. Mm. So how do you rise from that sense of disappointment on the back of not achieving what you wanted? Dr. Tepisoma Tenchi is a psychologist. She joins us on the line. Good morning, Doc. Hey, good morning, family. I hope you guys are beautiful on this beautiful Tuesday. Ah, love the energy, the I, positivity. I love it. Yeah. Because can you imagine, <laughs> Doc? Can, so, yeah? Sorry, can you imagine if you didn't uh, achieve something yesterday and you're feeling down today and then you wake up in the morning and you... You see the sun is up and the sky is as blue as ever. Surely that must change how you feel inside. Surely. Oh, absolutely. It feels like the cold is getting deeper into your bones. The sun is not as bright. People are looking at you. You know, things just look a bit glimmer compared to the previous day when you were getting into what you were going to achieve. But I want people to understand that there's this thing that we call the power of the mind, right? Mm. Where, yes, you've experienced failure. And now the conversation we're having today is about how do I learn and how do I bounce back from it? We are actually not talking about the failure, the adverse uh, uh, situation. We are not talking about you building resilience. And when you are looking at building resilience, you're not focusing on the situation itself, but you are focusing on how you rise up, how you adapt, how you continue to overcome and rise in spite of that situation. So there has to be a failure for it to happen in order for you to build resilience, which means if you want to be resilient, you're not going to be able to be resilient without any adversity, without any failure, without any setbacks. So that is part of you learning and becoming, you know, the best version of yourself. So failure and adversity and challenges are part of what you go through. And remember, that they don't have to be negative only. Sometimes it's positive. You get a promotion and now you need to adapt to the fact that, oh, you've got added responsibility and people looking at you. And how do you rise up? Because, I mean, you work so hard to get who you are and now you must keep showing up and doing it so that's part of building resilience it's a lifelong process it is something that you master as and when you achieve certain things that challenge you and put you out of your comfort zone Doc, it's Lindy here. I'm so glad that you said it is a lifelong process because, I mean, Mo said something earlier which made me think. He said, you know, if you fail today, the sun will come up tomorrow. And I was wondering, is that inspiration or is that pressure? Because do we not then get into a rut to feel like, well, ah, it's another day I tried and I failed again, you know, and you, you keep, yeah. you keep um, criticizing yourself because as the days go by, it's not going the way you wanted to and you wanted to instantly improve and, and, and. So is it inspiration or is it pressure? Can we say that it is both? There are moments where the fact that you were trying to achieve this and you haven't hurt like crazy, right? And we need to acknowledge that if you just push yourself to get out, get over it and not deal with the crying after the failure, the grief that goes with the loss, you are actually circumventing your own healing process and your capacity to be resilient. So there's a moment where you need to let off a bit of pressure and just allow yourself to cry after failing. And for the record, 
when you are crying, when you are grieving a lot, mm. it doesn't necessarily show how weak you are. What it does is that it actually makes you recognize at all the different levels of your psyche, your emotional investment in what you do, just showing you how much you care. What happens is that if you don't want to sit in a place of grief and loss there, is that you don't want to deal and accept with the fact that you've lost something and that, that it meant something, that you care. And in fact, you find people say, all right, I'm no longer going to care. I'm no longer going to do this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to put my heart into it because that way I can protect myself from the pain. Uh-uh. You don't become resilient by looking up some parts of your psyche. You build resilience by understanding that I am that person who cares. I'm not going to do a job half-assed. I'm not going to do a relationship half-heartedly. I'm going to give all of me because I've got all the demands that are involved. And when it hurts, it hurts because I care and because I'm invested. And I'm going to give myself time to grieve so that when I am grieving, I'm acknowledging that I need to be able to make myself feel better. I need to be able to forgive myself. Mm. I need to start working at encouraging myself and looking at nurturing. And then what are the things that I need to do to start appreciating my strength and my belief and the fact that I do believe I can do this. I'm worthy of it. And then what are the supports that I can gather so that I'm able to do it better? Yeah, we're talking about that, right? Uh, rising on the back of failure. It is personal mastery today. How do you relate to this discussion right now? Have you ever tried something and not succeeded, whether it's career-related, whether it's at a personal level with relationships, whether it's intimate relationships or relationships with friends, family? And how do you deal with that failure? How are you able to pick yourself up again and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I missed out on that. On, on that. I missed out on it. But you know what? I'm going to be just fine. And also remembering the reasons why. And I, and I want to kind of bring that in, Doc, to say failure, I suppose, uh, you know, comes about for many different reasons. Sometimes it's because of a mistake you made. Sometimes it's reasons beyond your control. So, you know, do you have to analyze failure as to why something didn't happen or why something went wrong for you to either measure the extent of disappointment that you need to have in yourself? For instance, if you cheat on your partner, in essence, you somehow have failed to be faithful, you fail to be honest to them versus, you know, somebody screwed you over in the work environment and therefore you lost your job and you, in essence, have failed to keep a job? Okay, that is a powerful question. Um, we do need to dedicate the time to process the experience. I find you saying zooming in only on the failure. We need to process the experience, which means if you're going to talk about asking why it happened, you're going to zoom in why did I cheat. You're not looking at the whole relationship globally or in terms of a macro perspective. Mm. So that's the problem with people when they're doing analysis after the fact. They tend to go and process the exact moment where they failed and they say, why did I fail? And in fact, one of the things that I would like to encourage people is that when you're processing, process the whole experience, but limit your airtime, limit the data and the space you dedicate to Ngebe Lugo. Mm. Now, Ngebe is I should have, I could have, if only I had, which is going with regret, and the Wukom is the why. Because when you are asking Wukom, wh- what do you mean why? why? Why what? Why did you fall in love with somebody else? Why did you cheat? Why did you speak with somebody else? If you want to ask that, and you're only focusing on the moment where you slept with somebody, you are ignoring the fact that there's macro perspectives that are there. And perhaps more helpful questions might be, how did I do this? How did I get here? Mm. How can I do it better? Mm. What are the possibilities that open up as a result of what has happened? Mm. Because there's a level of acknowledgement of the fact that you have failed and that you need to learn comes from you looking at a bigger picture. Okay, how did I get here? Mm. And then in fact, what are the factors that contributed to me getting here? And I'm not saying go and blame your wife that she didn't want to pay for five or blame you. I'm also saying take stock of the fact that certain things help 
certain things came back. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to appreciate both. Because the ones that helped, you need to celebrate them and strengthen them. Absolutely. And the ones that hindered, you need to start working on how to change them. Dr. Matenchi, I'm going to wrap this up uh, by asking you, in terms of failure, there's a lot of... There's a lot of the time where you feel like you don't want to take onus of that failure. So you throw it upon someone else. Ah, I failed because of Mang Mang. Mo didn't do what I asked him to do. Therefore, I failed because he was meant to meet me 50% or halfway. So how do we then also just rise above, you know, not, not always putting the blame on someone else because you genuinely did fail, but we always feel like I failed because of Mang Mang. Look, if you are responsible for me, Mr. Lady failing because we're not allowed to for me, I need to be able to acknowledge that because that's part of my experience. Yeah. But what I can do that is helpful is how can I actually enlist you to be part of my door opener? Because if I see you as my destroyer, but you're actually that person who's responsible for me to get the promotion. I need to look at how can I be an asset to you so that you can be an asset to me, so that we are now fighting for the same thing rather than against each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need that opportunity to actually look at, okay, I need this person. I can't just, you know, get, I can't just purge them. I need to look at how can I activate them so that they are part of the solution rather than being part of the problem. And we don't, we need to give people that kind of feedback or, or even ask you to leave uh, it to Mr. how what can you do? And sometimes they need to uh, not even have the conversation. 100%. Thank you so much, Doc. Dr. Matenchi, always a pleasure to have you on and we really appreciate your delicious nuggets. We uh, look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Dr. Tepiso Matenchi is also on Instagram. She's got regular posts, so check them out. And uh, yeah, like I said, dip in um, to the nuggets and the sauce there via Matenchi. <laughs> <laughs> wake, wake up on Metro FM. <laughs>